we would that we would see that we would fix our eyes, fix our gaze on you. That's what it's all about, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. All right. Um, I might start with prayer too, because everyone needs prayer, and really we're here for God, not for ourselves. So we should probably talk to Him. Mm-hmm. Um, God, thank you for this day. Thanks for um, loving us. Thanks for every person here. Um, <clears throat> I just ask today, God, um, that your will would be done. Um, God, that you would, um, Holy Spirit, that you would speak through me, um, speak through everyone here as we discuss and talk about the topic of faith. Um, and just thank you for who you are. In your name, amen. <coughs> okay. So, hopefully everyone gets something out of this. I have a lot of ideas, but they're all super jumbled. Um, but I want to start with a quote. I have a lot of random quotes. Um, but I saw this one today, and it's kind of cool quote. It says, um, Earth is crammed with heaven, and every common bush a fire with God, but only he who sees takes off his shoes. And that's a quote from Elizabeth Barrett Browning. Um, I have no idea who she is, but I like her. Um, but I really like that quote because it's basically saying everywhere around us is God. And the ability to see that um, is only given to some people. And I think all of us are some of those people. And Christians, um, who people that have a relationship with God, are those people who can see life through that lens. And I think... Um, I think that's kind of what faith is. So I want to start by actually we'll start with I want other people to talk to. So I'm going to start does anyone remember what dad talked about last week? Or Dan? Nope, he's not your dad. Um, anyone remember? He talked about principles of faith. There were six. Oh yeah. Remember? Oh, yeah. If you weren't here Ask the Holy Spirit, maybe he'll give you something. Bam. Your motives for pray, or for asking for yeah. asking God for things. Mm-hmm. Like asking us about the prayer. Yeah, like anything you remember from the top. Yeah, you said you said um he said one thing that you can um that is kind of a basis of faith is checking your motives. Um so if you're asking God to do something Sometimes if your motives are in the wrong place, God won't do it until you fix that. Or God will make that an opportunity for him to fix that in you. Yes? I remember like one of the times Matthew 11. Matthew 11? What was the story? Um, it shows a story of a lady um, who was praying to God. You know, like she wanted her daughter healed. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah. Um, I know there was that, and then our story was the centurion who wanted his servant healed, and he was like, "God, you can you can heal my servant from from right where you're standing. You have the authority to do that. I'm a man of authority. I tell people to go, and they go. So why don't you just do that?" And he's like, "I haven't seen that kind of faith in all of Israel." Um, but it's kind of interesting because that guy is not even a Jew. The centurion isn't a Jew, 
but you haven't seen that faith in all of Israel. Anything else? Persistence. Persistence and faith. I'm going to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, our story was about the father who went to the disciples <coughs> first and asked for prayer and healing. And those disciples were, we, our group was kind of coming to the conclusion that those disciples were kind of maybe praying under their own authority rather than Jesus's. And he, the man, the father was a great example of faith of going to Jesus and saying, even though I wasn't healed here, I know you still have the power. And I know with your authority and your uh, will, it can be done. Yeah. I like that. That kind of goes back to what Dan was saying earlier about <laughs> about um, the, uh, the the disciples saying, why couldn't we heal? Why couldn't we heal them? And it was like, why couldn't we heal them? Like, kind of the answer was in the question because they were saying, like, we were trying to heal them in our own strength. And it wasn't like God was, they were like, they weren't tapping into God's power. They were kind of just like, we got this. Any other... Yes. I don't know mentioned it, but um, <coughs> seeds of faith. Mm-hmm. Seeds yeah. of faith. Yeah. Small seed mm-hmm. becomes great. The mm. mustard seed. Yeah. Um, okay, I have one more. That was question number one. Question number two is uh, what are, when you think of faith, what comes to mind? It can be like a phrase or a word. I was more thinking of words, but if you have a story, you can share a story too. But like, what comes to mind when you think of faith? Faithfulness. Faithfulness? Seed. Must read. Desires change. What? Desires change. Desires change. Well, that's two less. Trust. 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 I like that. Mine's a little longer. Like sitting here in the prayer room, like literally saying nothing to God, but you're like, hey, I know you're still moving in ways. Or like going to school, saying nothing in friends or anything, or seeing friends walk away from Christ after you've seen them go to church for a really long time. Like, I had a friend like that, and it's like, what are you doing, God? And you still kind of aren't seeing too much happening, but, like, just knowing and still praying for that person and not giving up and not, like, um, just stopping uh, asking God for to move in that person's life because, like, we know so little. So just, yeah, having faith and continually, continually consistently asking for, for healing for that person in their spirit, even if you see um, almost, like, the opposite of that. Yeah. Verse for that is John twenty twenty nine. Blessed are those who have not seen and mm-hmm. yet have come to believe mm-hmm. or still believe. Mm-hmm. Like that's like so solid. Like mm-hmm. I completely agree. There's been so many times when I was just sitting in the prayer room and praying, and I'm like, I, there's a lot of times where I'm in the prayer room praying, and I'm like, this is awesome. Like I feel the presence of God. Um, God is moving today for sure. Hi Claire. Hi. Um, but then there's a lot of times where I'll come in here. <laughs> And there's been, like, so many times throughout my life where it's, like, early in the morning, I eat my mini-wheats, go to the prayer room. <laughs> I, like, I don't know, I'm just making this up, but, like, I'll spill them on the way in the car. And then I, like, get here, and I'm, like, praying and trying to worship God. And it's just me and my mom just, like, in the room, and I'm just worshiping. I don't feel anything. Um, most of, Or, like, I'm worshiping. I'm, like, trying to focus on God, but my mind's just, like, running through so many things. I just feel like thank God, I'm sorry, like, I can't focus right now, and I think even in, like, moments like that, that's where, like, faith comes in, where it's, like, you're not seeing what God's doing in your heart right now, but you need to believe that He is still doing something, and I think just by continuing to worship Him and be Mm -hmm. in the prayer room, faith grows, and that's why I think the prayer room is super helpful and and important, is because um, it forces you to have faith, because you're not I mean, I guess you could come in here and do whatever you
one, but at some point, you're going to have to talk to God. And in order to talk to God, you're going to have to have faith. Um, and have faith that he's sitting here listening to you. Any other things come to your mind? Yeah. When I think of faith, I just uh, think of the word action. Mm-hmm. It's like a verb. It's kind of like something moving. And the illustration would be for me, would be like, we know the, the truth, but it's kind of like the seeds. When they, they're dry, they're just the seeds. When, when you put them in the soil and then just give them some prayer, some water, then they're starting to get in action. They're yeah. going. Yeah. And sometimes, just like you say, you know, we come before God and we know He's there and listen to us. And I feel like I'm not articulated. Yeah. And then that's kind of like a, what Jesus said to Nicodemus, you know, you sense the wind, you know, mm-hmm. and you just like catch that wind and it's just lifting you and it's just mm-hmm. giving you strength and joy and energy and just fills you. You know, it comes straight, straight from heaven. And I think that we are so blessed as a human mm-hmm. to get to tap into that power that yeah. the world doesn't have it. I could not imagine my life without that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just kind of bounce off that. So that sparked an idea. I didn't even think about this. I don't know how I didn't think about this. But Hebrews 11, mm-hmm. um, verse 8, yes. it's, it's all talking about like faith. And like by faith, these people did this. Mm-hmm. But this one is, by faith, Abraham obeyed. I'm reading from New King James Version. New King James, so it doesn't have vows or these or anything. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. And this is, this I've read over this verse like at least probably three or four times. But it didn't hit me until like the fourth time I read through it. That like, really like the significance of it, of the faith and action thing that you're saying. Um, because it says... Well, Abraham's like the father of pretty much faith in general. Like he had, when people talk about like faith, like he had faith like Abraham. Like that's kind of the, he kind of is the person who defined faith for us. Um, But this says, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which he would receive as an inheritance. And so he knew he was called to go out. And I remember about, um, I think Thanksgiving-ish time, I was, I was um, praying a lot, and I was like, God, what do you want me to do? And I feel like he was saying, um, I feel like he was calling me to go out and to have faith for Granada, um, that, that God is going to do something. I'm still having faith for that, that God's going to move not only in people who are Christians and in people who are um, who would seem like they're more willing to accept the gospel, but in like the groups like with people that... Um, are super popular that have everything that they need um, but I was having faith like God break into those lives that feel like they have everything set in stone that don't feel needy at all but break into them so I feel like God has called me like go like go be with them um, be their friend and this verse is really encouraging because um, it said that Abraham went out not knowing where he was going and I was praying a lot and I was like God I have no idea what do you want me to do right now in this situation? Like, how do you want me to minister to these guys? Um, like, in particular, I was thinking of a lot of the dudes on the football team that are, like, super awesome. And this is actually inspiring me even even more right now because I haven't been hanging out with them as much as I feel like I should. Um, so someone hold me accountable when they start doing that. But, um, but for this, it's he went out not knowing where he was going. 
And at that time, back at Thanksgiving, I was like, God, I have no clue. I was praying this right before I read this verse. I was like, God, I have no clue what you want me to do right now. Like, I feel really called, but I have no clue what you want me to do. And I saw this, and I was like, Abraham felt the same way. Like, he was like, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going to go out. So he just, like, I don't know what he did, walked out of his hut and just, like, started walking somewhere. And God led him. Like, it's a lot crazier for him probably than it is for us. But it's still the same deal. It's like, by faith, like, we're going out not knowing where we're going, but that's the action part. It's like the faith in action, but it's faith in action. So you don't really know what's going to happen. But that's what's so exciting about it as well. Um, Yeah. Anything else comes to mind? I think like the up. I don't know if it will be the opposite, but uh, there is a place in the Bible that says um, we have to sometimes act foolish for the in the world's mind, you know, in the world, you know, and not make sense because that's exactly what faith is, you know. Yeah. You disengage your mind and totally surrender and be obedient and. We don't have to have reason for everything. When we reason, then we cancel the subordination, I would call it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Those are my good times when I could surrender that and I saw the great miracles yeah. in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I was, that just brings to mind Hebrews 11 1. It's the evi- faith is the evidence of things you cannot see. And it's pretty much saying, you're not going to be able to understand it because it simply is the evidence. Like, until you try it out, until you try out having faith, until you try out mm-hmm. trusting, like Liz said, simple trust, that's kind of what I, that was what came to my mind. Um, also, I was reading through the Bible version of the message, and that's what it put in place of faith, simple trust. And I was like, I like that a lot. Um, but, like, until you try out just having simple trust in God, you're not going to be able to see God in the way that he designed you to be able to. Um, I think that's what Hebrews 11 verse 1 is trying to say. It's the evidence of things we cannot see. I mean, you can't like, normally, for me, I would think about like, you look at all the evidence and then you formulate um, a hypothesis or a truth. And you're like, okay, this evidence obviously points to this. Like if you're convicting someone of a crime, you're like, okay, we got your fingerprint, now now, like we know it's you. But in this, it's like you kind of have to have faith that it's the person first, and then you're going to like figure out, oh, yeah, it was definitely that person because of the fingerprint. I don't know, it's like backwards somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one thing that didn't really make sense to me a lot um, when I was thinking about it. But, um, but as I've been thinking about it more and more, it kind of does make sense because... God's whole world is kind of flipped. Like, the least shall be the greatest, the greatest shall be the least, the last will be first. Um, those who do not have, have in the kingdom of heaven, and those who have, do not have. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will receive um, the kingdom comfort. Of comfort. Yeah, everything's opposite. And that really makes sense for faith. Like, faith, we have to trust God before we can see the evidence. Mm-hmm. You know, like, faith is the evidence. Um, so I think that's really good. Any other things? Faith brings to mind? Yes. I just think of like applying that faith. Like when I think of faith, I think like that should have some effect on your life. Like, and then in, um, uh, when Neil was talking about how um, 
like we're being like crazy for God kind of thing. That's what she was saying. I thought of Second Corinthians and it says, if it seems you're crazy, it is to bring glory to God. And if we are in our right minds, it is for your benefit. Either way, Christ like controls us. And I was just thinking like by that faith, like that should have some effect in our life. Like we're not letting other things control us, like fear, things like that. Like we have faith, we're confident that like his word is good, his truth is good. Even if we don't see it, like John twelve twenty, is that what you said? 1223, yeah. 23, okay, but like that, like, it's still something that, um, like, we stand firm in, and it doesn't let us, like, shake us through things. That doesn't mean, like, we're going to slip up sometimes and not really apply that to our lives, but it's something that should have some effect where we're, like, confident in the things we do and why we're doing it, because we know that the God that is, like, leading us there is faithful, and his word is good, and it's something that is going to be fulfilled no matter what. Yeah, I really like that verse seems that we're crazy, it's yeah. for God. It's mm-hmm. for yeah. And if it seems like we're normal, you're lucky because you can probably understand what we're talking about. Yeah. That's kind of what it says. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? I think like uh, also faith works with us. It just kind of happened to like <coughs> I think it's the nice part you have to receive it in your spirit mm-hmm. and then you start to act because if you just wa- uh, walk like a, a blind person, you know, trying to figure out, and sometimes it works that way. But I think more like Jesus, you know, he spent the whole night in the garden to pray, to kind of be able to connect with the will of the Father mm-hmm. and to have the power to execute it. I think that's more, more like downloads come yeah. from God when you receive it in the Spirit. And then you already have the joy, you're not going faith. Oh, I hope Lord you show up. But you get the joy mm-hmm. that creates action and that comes uh, mm-hmm. that gives you the power to face the giants mm-hmm. and the giants and everything else because you already have that in your spirit. It's just a matter of time mm-hmm. to get it in natural. Yeah. Yeah, I really, really like that. Mm-hmm. That's um that's like wait on the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like the prayer, that's really good. Because, like, there's the twofold, like, faith and action go out, but then also mm-hmm. you can't go out with nothing. Like, you have to have, um, you have to have the Lord behind it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that is where, like, prayer comes in and um, asking God before you go mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's shown multiple places in the Bible. I think I was just reading in Acts where they were praying before they went out, but I can't remember exactly where. Um, yeah. Anything else? It's kind of like your vision for Granada. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a pregnancy, you know. Mm-hmm. It starts the downloads from God, yeah. mm-hmm. and then you're carrying, and people don't see it until later, you know. But you know that it's there because you already have it in your spirit. You have that joy when you do it. Mm-hmm. And by the time the people see it, it's already happening a while ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost like you can have joy because you know it's going to happen because mm-hmm. God put it in your heart. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like how Jesus on the cross had said he died for the joy set before him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. it's kind of like us with like everything that God puts on our hearts, we have a joy in that because we know mm-hmm. in the end, even if in the moment it's difficult, in the end he's going to mm-hmm. fulfill his purposes and his promises.
It's the evidence of things you can't see. So basically, how I like to look at it, and I think this is true in a lot of circumstances, is you have to have faith before you can figure out um, really why you're having faith, I guess. Like, you have to have faith before you can see the evidence. Um, and that's kind of like for jumping off the leap of faith. You have to trust the bar. You have to leave both feet off the ground before you realize if it'll actually catch you or not. That's why it's a leap of faith. Um, but, yeah, I, don't know. I love doing the leap of faith. It was a lot of fun. But that's not really the point of the story. Any other faith things that come to your mind? I really like this. So you guys are all speaking to me. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, Danny. How many kids were unable to catch the bar? <laughs> only, only the ones that were overcome by fear. I, don't, I didn't see anyone miss it. Huh. I saw yeah. a lot of people miss it. So if they missed it, the harness was through. Yeah. Huh. I remember back then, I was about the same height as I am now because I bloomed really early. But then we had a guy, Jay Coggett, who's still one of my friends. He is very short right now, and he's even shorter. <laughs> back then and, he's, and I remember looking at the bar and being like I'm going to barely get this and I remember Jake Hoggett went before me and he made it and I was like if I don't get this this is not good because Jake is like a solid foot shorter than me and so um, basically it's doable like it's doable anyone can kind of do it but the ones that don't are the ones that are like no I'm not jumping so Just how, like, far, how far away is it from the platform I don't know exactly I guess about 9 feet if you count, I like the same, horizontal. Same height? Um, or slightly lower? It's higher. Oh, it's higher? Yeah. Huh. Pretty sure it's yeah. higher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to jump up. I, I saw you up. Up. It's like to jump up nine. Yeah, you try to do most, well, the guys at least try so you have to do like run nine. <laughs> um, it's not that hard. Yeah, but you have to trust. You have to trust that it's going to hold you. And that you can make the jump. You have to trust that you can make the jump, too, well, because... You, then you're you just trusting the harness. You're ultimately trusting the harness. Yes, when you do the leap of faith, you didn't have a harness. Hey, I'd be overcome by fear. That just made me think of like the new one. It's probably not really the same thing. But, like you literally just jump off, right? There's no like thing. And I remember doing that. And I'm, um, I'm scared of a lot of things. I'll just be straightforward. Um, so what they have, this was like the way you got down out of the ropes course and I was like, okay, this is not like you're joking, right? Like I can just go back and the girl was not much around. She's like, No, you're doing this no matter what. I was like, Oh, okay, here we go. And there were girls who were a lot more scared than me, but I was like, Okay, one, two, three, just gonna go for it and you just jump off into nothing and I did it and I was like not only was it like terrifying, but when I was done and after every girl like there were girls like literally on the verge of tears, but they still did it and like they, I don't know why we all did it. Maybe it was just because it was like, hey, you have to. And you're like, okay, you give into the authority. But after, like, everyone was so joyful because even if they didn't like it, it was like, yes, I accomplished something. I did it. And, like, what I put my faith in, like, it was true. Like, mm. right? Part of that is, like, I put my faith in this. Maybe this person because they told me it was going to be okay. Or it was hard because that's the only thing I got to trust right now. And, like, they were happy because it was, like, good. And it was faithful to that. Like, it didn't backfire and the rope just snap or the person like totally lied and be like no it's gonna be horrible you're gonna hate it so much because everyone's like no this they were right like they weren't lying to me they're telling me the truth which is also so much more sweet and like comes with so much more joy because like they're um like pursuing their promise and it was fulfilled through that which was super cool 
Yeah. Also to add on to that, like that first step is super scary, but I think once it's like you take it, mm-hmm. you realize like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. Because you know that like the harness mm-hmm. has you and you're yeah. secure. So yeah. like when God is like, take that leap of faith and it's really scary at first. Yeah. But then like, you know, like, no, God's got me. Like yeah. he yeah. wanted me to do this. Like he never tells us anything that he knows we can't do or knows that's like, it's not good for us and it's not best for us and for others. And so, yes, it's really scary, but we know that mm-hmm. in the end, it's like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Like, yeah. he took care of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Abraham, like, not knowing where he's going, but he's still taking that step. Yeah. And I think, like, the suffering, instead like, the suffering, you're just standing on a ledge. Like, it's only based off, like, it's my own fault why it's suffering. But, like, because of that, like, that also makes it so much weird because I'm like, I didn't even need that. Like, it wasn't even that big of a deal. And I think a lot of the time, like, God puts, um, uh, like, not conflict, but just like um, like problems, I guess, in our lives, like to build our character and make us so much stronger in that, and make his like love so much sweeter because mm-hmm. we go through like those um, valleys, like those lows, make the highs so much sweeter because we know that he was still faithful even through that. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes it takes it till after to see it, but it's still so true. And like when we go through it again, we know like, hey, you were faithful last time. It's not going to change, even though sometimes. My mind goes a little crazy, but it's still true. It doesn't change the truth of it. Yeah. So, so, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Real faith is never alone. Mm. Real faith yeah. is never alone. What do you mean? Well, yeah. well it's always accompanied by, if you, like, uh, somebody's talking about praying for the nations. Mm. Well, this, I mean, if they're thinking about it, well, I'm going to pray for the nations. Even prayer is an act of faith. Mm-hmm. You know? The next step, Maybe going to the nations, mm. but it's like uh, if, I, if I'm believing for some ministry or some project, it's like okay, well first, okay, I've got this idea, a thought, a seed of faith, mm-hmm. a prayer of faith, an act of faith, mm-hmm. and that's how things become. God sees faith, mm-hmm. but I can't see your. I see your faithfulness right now because you're in front. Uh, sharing that's 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 presenting your faithfulness. Mm. See, that's what I can see. But God sees your heart. He saw your heart when you wanted to. Say, Lord, just use me. Mm. Mm-hmm. So faith is never alone. Yeah. So I mean, I, that's it's always accompanied by action. It's accompanied by something. Right? Action, right? If my mom makes a plate of food for me, my wife, mm-hmm. my beautiful wife here, uh, we live at home right now with my mom. But you know what? I know the food's good, so I'm going to go eat it. Okay, what kind of faith would I have if I thought uh, my mom loves me, well, my wife loves me, and there's my favorite food, but it's poisoned, you know, I don't eat it. That would be like a dead faith. Yeah. Or I, I buy an airplane ticket, and I, I don't wake up in time, I don't set my alarm, you know, faithlessness. Mm-hmm. So true faith is never alone. It's accompanied by faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that the uh, faith. To fulfill the faith, absolutely. The jumping towards the bar. So, the, I'm trying to figure out. I mean, what are the analogies like? Like what Dan just talked about would be analogous to standing on the platform saying, "I know the Lord is going to deliver me to that bar, and I'm going to wait until the Lord just transports me to that bar," you know, <laughs> which is not really faith. That's 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 waiting. That's not taking the action that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But where my my question is, 
in the platform, the bar, where is God? Like, which one is God? Or which of the components? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The harness. The harness. <laughs> yeah. the harness. That's what I think, too. I think it's a harness. Because he's got a hold of you, right? Yeah. As a bar is like the vision that you're reaching for. Yeah, so when Danny says, you know, would you make the jump without the bar? It's like, no way. I don't have God. I mean, I don't have the harness. You know, I don't have the analogy to... To, to God in that in that thing and, and so um, I don't know I just I like the example because you know that God's got you and mm-hmm. you know and you can and you can t- and you can make your claim to make the jump accompanied by the act of actually jumping knowing that you're suspended by the one who loves you I don't know it's got it's got all the elements on it <laughs> yeah, I like too. Yeah. well it's almost like even if you don't it's like there's a freedom to fail if, if God is your harness. Mm-hmm. Because like even if I don't, like let's say I want to move to France and be a missionary. Well, what if I? <laughs> <laughs> what if something happens and I don't get to do that? It's like in God's eyes, like He still loves me and He still accepts me, mm-hmm. and I still have value. Like my mm-hmm. whether or not I actually grab the bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There were people who missed that bar. People who missed that bar, they would jump and they would actually miss the bar, some kids. And what happens is they just, you know, they just lower you down, gently. (laughs) Like God, right? He's not going to, like, hammer you. He's not going to yell at you. He's not going to get some up. He's just going to be gentle with you and let's just, all right, let's move on. Let's try this instead. Do the next one. Yep. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Okay. Instead of the harness, I think God is a person who's lowering the harness. <laughs> if you have a harness without a person, you're just gonna fall to your yeah, death. Very good point. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> the one that looks like you don't have a person. Yeah, okay, well, you know what I mean. Okay. okay. The safety net under the harness. There's no safety net. Oh, that's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nets work. Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. Not no, I, I, I don't even know if I'm thinking Oh, about I think you do. Okay, I was just talking about the France thing. We had a trip to Israel, but right now it's put on hold okay. because of the coronavirus. And it's like, before, I mean, it's really easy to be like, oh my gosh, like, God, I thought you just had this whole big thing set up. But it's like, why can we not disciple here? Why can he not use me, like, through that? And, like, through my, like, there's someone at um, our school that just got diagnosed with cancer, and it was like, maybe, um, healing isn't in his will, but like healing in the spirit and her faithfulness through it, like, is just a testimony of his, of his goodness, like towards other people and so many more other, others can get saved through that. So it's like, how can I be applying that faith and trusting God through every single step, even when I think I know? And like, I also felt a little bit conviction when I was like getting upset over like school and stuff getting canceled like that or certain activities. I was like, why am I so selfish in thinking that, like, I know what's best for me in this moment, in this season? Like, why do I think I know that, um, like, oh, no, this should be happening right now because, or FCA is getting canceled. Like, no, 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 that needs to stay so people can get the word. But it's like, what if God is working in a whole other way and I don't even know? Like, I think I just need to calm down for a second and say, like, humble myself before God and say, you know what, like, whatever your will is, like, I just want to trust that and worship you before anything. And I think of the man with leprosy. That story was coming up a lot, like, recently. And he just, before he asked God for anything, he just said, he worshipped him. And then he said, God, I know you can, but if it's in your will, like, can you heal me? And I want to say, like, 
Lord, I worship you and I praise you no matter what. And I know you can do whatever I'm asking. But if it's in your will, I want that to happen. And even if it, mm-hmm. the answer is no, whatever the answer might be, there's going to be an answer no matter what. I'm still going to worship you because I know that your promise is so much stronger than like my own comprehension what I am like exposed to. Because mm-hmm. I think he's just proving so, uh, things to us every single day that we haven't seen before. And that just makes the faith so much stronger because there are things that we're seeing and experiencing that maybe would never even have made sense until he opened that door or shut that door or opened that person's heart. So that's just somewhere right now that I'm really seeing God work, which is cool. And I think what I've kind of been realizing, also don't see this explicitly stated in the Bible, but what I feel like I've been kind of realizing is true faith starts with weakness. Um, and I feel like you can see that in a lot of things. First of all, just in the upside-down world of Christianity, where it's like, when I'm weak, that's when I'm strong. And then there's this other... Um, I'm going to try to tie this all in. Hopefully I can do it. We'll see. Um, but in, um, in Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30... Um, I'm just going to read that really quick. Uh, um, it is the parable of the talents. And um, yeah, I might just I might just read the whole thing because this is an awesome parable. I feel like I've been talking a lot about this. but And then we'll continue the discussion. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability, and immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them, and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you have delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He, he, also, who, he also who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you have delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping what you have not sown, and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that, that I reap where I have not sown, and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore take the talent from him, and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and to him, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant, servant into the outer darkness, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So um, a lot of the things that we were talking about, I was kind of see in this passage. The first one is with the third servant. Um, well, I guess with the first two servants, they have faith and they go faith in action. Plant the um, they don't plant anything, but they get 
use the five coins to get five more coins, or five talents to get five more talents, um, or the two talents to get two more, and they're using what God has um, has given them. And um, but the third one in verse twenty five it says he was afraid, um, and that's one of the one of the verses that points to like fear. I feel like is the opposite of faith because the first two had faith that that he would return, that the um, the master would return, and this third guy was like, I was afraid. I went and hid my talent in the ground. Look, there, have what is yours. Um, and then another another part where I see kind of this upside down faith with weakness is in verse 29, where he takes the talent from the one who only had one talent, and he gave it to him who has ten talents. Um, and to me, that kind of seems like, why would you do that? Like, everyone likes Robin Hood, where you take from the rich and give it to the poor. Like, why would you take from the poor and give it to the rich? Like, that doesn't really make sense. Um, and then for t- verse 29, he says to everyone who has, more will be given, mm-hmm. and he will have abundance. And you're kind of like, why? They don't need it. And he says, from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And it's like, God, why would you do that? Why would you take away from people that don't already have much? And um, I was kind of asking God this question um, at the end of last year during uh, New Year's time. And um, I just felt like, um, he kind of put into my spirit or kind of a still small voice of the Lord saying, um, hey, this isn't talking about money. Like, this isn't talking about things that you actually have. This is talking about faith. Um, to him who has faith, more faith will be given. Mm-hmm. And to him too, who does not have faith, even what he has is going to be taken away. And when I began to think about that, and as I'm thinking about it even now, more and more I begin to realize that this is, like, really, really true. Um like I've already been saying, like when you have faith, that's when you get the evidence. Mm-hmm. And so as you continue to have, like put more and more faith into it, you continue to get more and more evidence, which leads you to more and more faith in God. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is kind of where this comes from. To him who has, more will be given. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of another like way to think about that is when you're, when you first become a Christian, that's like your first steps of faith in, in the Lord. And that, those steps of faith help you to see God from a whole new perspective of um, maybe before he was like the old grandpa or the police officer or whatever, however you thought of him. Um, but now he was like an active person in your life who loves you and wants a relationship, a friendship with you. Um, and, and that totally flips the way you see God. And so having that faith provided that evidence of now you see God as someone who wants a relationship with you. And because of that, you can put more faith into him because you see him in a new way than you did before. Um, and that just caused your relationship to grow more and more. And so it kind of made sense to me. Everyone who has faith, more will be given. And he will have abundance. But from he who does not have faith, he's not going to be able to see the evidence for God. Um, he's not going to be able to see what God has given him. Even what he has will be taken away. And I think that there's a couple key points of he's not able to see it because he doesn't have faith but also because he's afraid um, because he didn't take um, take up the Lord on that opportunity on the leap of faith um, and he didn't really even try he didn't even like slip off the platform and not even go for the bar but at least like jump off like he 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 didn't go for that at all he just let fear take a hold of him um, and Another verse that was kind of hitting me today reading about it was Luke 16. Um, And it was verses 1 through 13. But the main one that was hitting me was, Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. 
and whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. And I think that that, um, that also applies with faith. He who can be trusted with a little bit um, can be trusted with much. And that kind of goes on to the other verse. I don't know where this one is, but it's, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, mm-hmm. um, you can say to this mountain, be cast into the sea, and it will obey you. Or there's another place where it says, if you have the faith of a mustard seed, which is, we had someone at the Fellowship of Christian Athletes Club show us a little bottle of mustard seeds the other day, right. like two weeks ago. We lost it. And he used he uses that to encourage his players on that because he is the uh, the pastor for the 49ers and the Warriors. And so he uses that to um, encourage them, like one seed at a time. It's how your faith is built up, but also for games, like that's how you win, one seed at a time. Um, and they were very, they were like, I've never actually like seen one before, but they're just kind of like a normal, like, like a strawberry seed, like the seed on the outside of a strawberry, like not big at all. Um, and, and whoever can be trusted with just that much, pretty much nothing. Like I was reading the message and it was like, it doesn't matter if you have nothing. Like even if you feel like you have zero, if you can have faith, if you can be trusted with like just a little bit, then you'll be trusted with much. Then God will begin to open your heart and your mind in new areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's kind of where I was, um, what I was thinking with faith starting with weakness. Um, there's another verse. I don't know where a lot of these verses are, but when I'm weak, that's when I'm strong. Mm-hmm. That's um, that just speaks exactly to this. Also, like when I'm weak. I bring God my zero, I bring God my nothing, and God uses that mm-hmm. um, because of the faith that I have. So even if you have faith and nothing else, you have everything you need. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, um, I think another point kind of on the same topic is sometimes it feels like faith has to be faith for God to be able to heal people. At least in my mind, I'm like, faith means I lay my hand on, pers- on a person, I believe that they're going to get healed, and they get healed. And if they don't get healed, that means they didn't have faith. Um, and I think that, um, that that's not true, and that I'm still kind of learning that, but... Um, but kind of what I'm learning is faith is more than just being able to do miracles than being able to do things. Maybe a bigger challenge of faith would be being able to trust God even when he doesn't do the miracle. And that kind of goes back to what Chandler was saying. Like, like blessed are you when you, you don't see, but you still believe. And I think that's almost like when God doesn't heal a person in front of your eyes. Like, obviously you want that person to be healed, but almost that's almost a blessing in disguise because you're not seeing and you have an opportunity to have faith that God is still there, still listening to you, um, still maybe going to heal them in the future as well. Eventually, they will be healed. You know, if they're going to heaven, they're going to be healed up there. Um, but I think that's almost a blessing in disguise. Of like you were saying, the person I come out of that just got um, diagnosed with cancer. Like believing, like yes, we're believing for healing, but also like even when we're not seeing. Like, God calls us blessed because we're still believing it. And I think that that's something that is kind of, um, for me at least, I overlook it a lot. That, like, there's blessings in the times where we're not seeing God move. Like, in the times where you come into the 
uh, prayer room where you open your Bible in the morning for like five minutes and you're like, I don't think that did anything. I was still angry all day today. Like, should I really do that tomorrow? And it's like just like a little bit of time saying like, God, I'm dedicating this to you. Even though I don't feel it, even though I don't feel you, um, that in that weakness, God is like, I love this. And this is what I'm doing in your heart. Um, and that's going to bloom. You're going to be able to move mountains. Um, yeah. Anything else that you guys wanted to add? Just getting one thing to add, which you're bringing it to my mind. Um, it kind of goes with the whole message, actually, because the paradox that you're bringing out, I was just thinking of the cross. Because the cross looks like total failure. It looks like everything Jesus, everything that he was about, just was, you know, when it ended that way, there was such a crisis of faith in all the disciples because you're like, how could this be? You know, we believed that, we believed all of his words and yet it ended like this. And so, um, I think a lot of times in our lives, we reach a point of faith crisis where, Lord, we believed you for this and this and this, and we're not seeing it. And we hit a place of crisis, and I think the Lord is like letting us enter into just a little bit, like a little microcosm drop of the cross. Because it's in the place of the cross, and you think about it, 